be thou player, fool or dope? How wilt thou cope? Under the microscope. Ias, Trevor and Julian, probing deep, dissecting, dichotomizing. Forget protozoa and amoebas. Fearful players are running fevers and shaking in their boots. At the thought of cross-examination by these lovable goats. Fellas, please, focus the lens. Place the slide. Let's find out how these players tick inside. Well, it's 11 minutes past 10 here on 3RRR, 102.7 on your dial. This is the Could Have Been Champions, and yes, as Uncle Doug said, it's time for players under the microscope. Julian, you've brought Georgie Stone in this morning to help you examine the slide. Yes, we're going to, we're going to send Georgie out, uh, I think, to give uh, Don Scott a bit of a message. How are you going, Don? Good, George. Nice to see you no again. No wonder you're playing on here. You could have been a champion of I could have been. You were, I was you there in the very early stage. seconds, did you, George? No, I wasn't quite big enough, was it? <laughs> or fast enough. Or, <laughs> or uh, courageous enough. What do you want to well, put Well, Christian Barnard wasn't around in those days, yeah, was he? Yeah, that's true. But? That's true, Don. <laughs> Uh, he hasn't lost any of that wit anyway. Anyway, uh, Georgie, you just uh, stole my thunder a bit there because I was going to introduce Don Scott as the Jack Nicholson of football. The Jack Nicholson? Yeah, I was going to say, I thought Jack Nicholson, when I was trying to think of a, a, of a, of a description of you, Don, I thought Jack Nicholson because, you know, the sort of uh, the same kind of hair, the same... It's falling out too, is it? Well, it's been falling out for 20 years. years. <laughs> With you, it's only been 10. But uh, the same sort of sardonic streak, uh, tending to sarcasm. Would that be right, Don? Is and that a fair cynicism. description? Cynicism, yes. Yeah, OK. So you accept that title? Got my word. Good. Now, Don, tell us a little bit about your childhood. Aren't you uh, a black... Well, actually, I, I came in to talk about my school days at Blackburn High. Terrific. Now, you were at Blackburn High between when? What year and what year? That's a long oh. time. Oh, well, um, 1966, I think 66. I left after two attempts at Form 5. Yes, now, uh, you failed to make the uh, first 18 at school, didn't you? <laughs> yes, you've been doing a lot of research. Yes, I have, and boy, that research was hard to do, Don, because <laughs> there's just not much on you. <laughs> <laughs> Typical Hawthorne player. I was going to break the tension on. Who got you to Hawthorne? That's what I really want to know. Well, who, it was, who actually, uh, how did you come to go to Hawthorne, that's right? Because they're not the sort of club that you'd... Uh, no, I don't know how I came. Well, I had a couple of clubs interested in me, George, and yeah. my father was handling negotiations and he <laughs> told them all to take off at uh, exam time and I thought I was going to lift the high and dry and Hawthorne was the first club to come along after the exam, so I thought I'd better grab this opportunity. What well, year was that? Mm, Must have been... After my second 68. attempt at leaving, so about 1965, 66. Don... Uh, where did you learn to protect yourself? If you're a Blackburn boy, did you uh, well, hang range. out at Ringwood Lanes or Pat Burley's Iceland and uh, just uh, learn? No, we didn't venture up that far. We used to go down to the swimming pool, the Surrey Dive, and you had to learn to run through the subway at Box Hill because at the subway, the hoods used to hang around, the rockers in those days, and uh, you had to get to the bus in front of Woolworth. So you had to learn how to <laughs> sprint and run through a pack. Yeah, well, uh, Mark Jackson, of course, uh, comes from that area, doesn't he? Yes, well, he apparently hung around the subway, so did one or two other infamous Box Hill louts. Yes, and uh, you uh, you played, uh, let's see, God, this is your probing. first game with Hawthorne in 1969. Is that right? Well, 67. 67, I think, yeah. Yeah, 
Yeah, well, how far did you think you were honestly going to go in football, Don? Well, I didn't think I'd go anywhere. Um, I started in the thirds and uh, I finished up getting reported there, eight weeks for kicking. So that delayed my start, but I had it all planned. And then they went and got a bloke called Hudson. And I was going to make my, Big de mistake. my debut in round one, but Hudson got there a little bit before me and he captured the headlines. He and Wesley lost and Don Scott just... Drifted you know, didn't into the background come in with there. that big, uh, yes, that big uh, entrance. Yeah, well, uh, Don, in your early days at Glenferry, did you work on your weaknesses or sort of try to develop your strengths, such as, you know, the aggression and persistence? No, I worked on weaknesses and they were plenty. <laughs> okay, uh, what was the best game you think you've ever played, Don? Oh, I don't know. Each night when I go to bed, I dream and I play some magnificent games. It's like poetry in motion. They must be nightmares, not dreams. <laughs> G'day, John. God, here's another one who could have been a, down at Hawthorne. Where are we getting them all from? Oh, well, there's a lot of us around. God, how are you? Very well, thank good, you. Good, good. What fine. happened to you? Why didn't you make it? Well, I've, I've already been into the MCG trying to uh, procure a, uh, secure a seat. In the members? Yes, a VFL Park member, and uh, it's packed. The only seats left are up the back of the Western Stand, top of the Northern, and that's it. Well, as long as the commentary box is open for the, uh, or not packed for the reserves today. No. As long as I can get a seat, John. And, okay. Well, go on. OK, Don, look, let's get back to you uh, for a moment. Uh, you had a jean shop at Camberwell Junction. Do you remember that? I do. This is your life. This is just like, this it, is your life. Yeah. What, are you going to bring in my well, first wife and all no, that? No, I'm going to bring in that, uh, that black Ford panel van you used no, to drive. the brown one. The brown one that yes. had D-double-E, E-double-S plastered along each side. Yes, do you remember that? <laughs> you yeah. Very, very good, yeah. yes. I, because I, I saw you, I think, in about 1972. Uh, it must have been about 2 o'clock in the morning changing a tyre. Yes, that'd be uh, right. On that thing. Now, the <laughs> trouble was, I think it had mags, and you only had uh, an old uh, steel <laughs> rim that I think you were trying to push on. Do you remember that, Don? This is embarrassing. <laughs> Don, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we, we can draw a parallel with another player of, of your time, uh, Rags Gould, who was also... He was before me, John. I'm not that old. Well, you played roughly at the same time. Yeah, you went, you went on after him. After, that's right. But I, was, there, was there great competition between the two of you in the in the rag trade at that time? No, he was into ladies' underwear and uh, I was into dresses, John. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you've since both gone into, uh, or onto horses, into horses. Yes, we're pseudos, we're John. Um, he lives down in the Western District and I live in poor man's, oh, the rich poor man's uh, yearing, just out of Lilydale, Yarra Glen. Don... What are the responsibilities of a captain in a grand final? Well, you've got, first of all, you've got to lead the team out and break through that big banner and toss the coin and make sure they kick in the right direction. But uh, the Hawthorne people always used to put a steel plate behind their banner, didn't they? So it's uh, just that extra bit of toughness required to, to break through. You're unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no. no no wonder you're calling the Army Reserve. I'm not calling any games at all. I, I know why. <laughs> well, we should get on well together. Which was the best of the three flags? 71. Oh, 71, John, if we're on a serious note. Yes, uh, why don't we? <laughs> well, 71 because uh, 
you know, there was a lot of fellows, and actually George was, uh, I think you were a bit before, you were in that time too, weren't you, George, a bit before? Yeah, I was um, 68, 69. Well, you played in I'm a back, I was back in 71. But I think I you captained the thirds into a grand final that's that right. year, didn't you? Yeah, that's right. And what happened yeah, there right. was that a lot of battlers came up and we yeah. won a grand final. So it really is, if you really want to do anything in football, you can, and that was evidence in 1971 because we had a very low period, and as you know, 67 to 70 was very low for Hawthorne. Don, over the last few years, uh, you've applied for quite a few coaching positions. No, I haven't applied. Oh. I've been interviewed and haven't got past the interview. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's been one at Collingwood, the other one at Geelong. Keep going. Yes. That's uh, two. The other one would have been, wouldn't have been Coburg. Uh, Coburg. Yes. Camberwell? <laughs> no, no. Okay. What, what sorts of questions do they ask you in the interview? Well, yeah, they ask what their weaknesses are, and when they tell them, they uh, don't appreciate. People like to be told or like to hear what they want to hear. They don't and want to be hear the truth in a lot of instances. Do you have a burning ambition to get back into the no, coaching? You no, don't. not at all. Six it's, weeks fix me, it's not George. A <laughs> <laughs> okay, Don. Well, I suppose the time's ticking by. It's getting close to siren time down at the uh, the Army Reserve Cup. We'd better let you go. But thanks a lot for coming. Yes, in this it's morning. been a pleasure. And look at this, this range of could have been Listen, just before we go... Here. Johnny, Cannis and George Stone. I listened on a Saturday. It's unbelievable. On Saturday night, where's Massive Merv and... Uh, oh, Massive Merv? And he... Helen, and she just lives in Heelsville. And that's not far <laughs> from, uh, from Yearing. It's not far from your place. No. Could I drop in? Well, phone in tonight, and um, we'll try and patch your line in with, with uh, Helen terrific, from Heelsville, Don. <laughs> OK, well, have a great call of the game. Good. Thanks. Don Scott, everybody. Thank you. Thanks, Don. You are listening to the Could Have Been Champions Grand Final Breakfast, live from the rooftop of 3 R FM. Brought to you by Telecom Australia. Happy to help. Well, good morning, listeners. This is the Think Tank segment of the show, and up here on the rooftop, boy, do we have an intelligent-looking audience. Looks like the annual general <laughs> meeting of the Mensa Society. <laughs> and it's good morning to Helen Molnar. Good morning, Chris. And a big day down at the MCG on Thursday at had the rehearsals, Helen. Day. Had an enormous day. In fact, the rehearsals, all $100,000 worth of them, and we watched a dais going back, what, four times, five times? I'd say times? 15 carried from one end of the MCG to the other. Yeah, by the Army and by the Navy as they tried to find the right place for the dais. So hopefully today they'll find it. And Peter Endersby, good morning. Good morning, Chris. Must be a big day for you, Peter. A real grand final instead of one of those South Australian things. Oh, that's ne the real week's next week. And good morning to Torch McGee with our special guest, Torch. Good morning, Chris. Uh, yes, we have got a special guest. I'm a bit sick of all the South Australian input, so I thought it's about time we imported somebody from Sandgraver country. And our special guest this morning is uh, Laurie Toby Watson, former East Fremantle player, who played how many games for East Fremantle, Toby? 145. And, and state games. A couple against Victoria, one against Victoria Association, one against the league. Right, and you um, played with East Fremantle with a couple of well-known players uh, who have played since played in the VFL. Uh, Bob Johnson, yes, he was the first coach, Torch, and uh, of course you all know the big whale, and uh, my voice sounds a little rusty this morning, that's where I was last night. Right, yeah, and were you playing when Graham Melrose was playing at East Fremantle? Yes, uh, towards the end, Graham was, he won a Sandover medal the year I finished. Right, and what are you, um, what's your current position over there? Junior Council Organiser, Torch, uh, having been through the mill of playing and selector and um, assistant coach, I've taken over now as the Junior Council Coordinator. 
Toby, East Fremantle must be somewhere near where the America's Cup's going to take place. Have you been getting lots of uh, Alan Bond money for uh, building rights on the side of the ground with penthouses overlooking the river and all of that sort of stuff? No, not really. Alan Bond's money's all in Melbourne now, trying to bail Richmond out. And Have you, in fact, ever seen Alan Bond at a football match over there? No, he used to support South Fremantle, but uh, the big money's over here with the Carlton and United Breweries. He's trying to move in here, so Alan mostly spends his time in Melbourne now. And it was a bit of a disaster for East Frio last week. Uh, what happened, Toby? We won't talk about that. They uh, you went into the game overconfident, I think, and they won eight on the trot, and all of a sudden, Subiaco have played brilliant football, and East Fremantle were floundering and never looked likely to get in the game. Toby, we'll overlook the fact that you're wearing the wrong colours today. Toby's in yellow, and of course, those of us who know, we know we should be in blue. <laughs> but if you could just tell us about the Super League that's been rumoured. Have you heard anything about that over in Western Australia? The Super Rules, yes. It's, uh, well, everyone knows about it here in Victoria. We have the National League competition there next week, and we have a couple of sides from Western Australia. All states will be represented, Helen. What I mean was the Super League, though, in terms of, say, a big uh, entrepreneur, someone like a Bond or a Packer, coming in and actually buying up a whole series, series of teams. Have you heard anything about that? I don't think it'll happen, no. It, it can't happen yet. I don't think it's, we're ready for that yet. Toby, the, uh, this week there's going to be an announcement on the makeup of the National League and it looks pretty sure that a WA, WA side will be included. What are the, what's your own feelings on that and what are the feelings back in WA about a WA side in National League? Torch, I think the, the National League has got to come. It will come. Um, we're having it rammed down our throat. But in West Australia now it's total confusion. We, we've it's nothing unusual about that, is there, Toby? Total <laughs> confusion in Western Australia. Yeah, they can have anything rammed down their throat, you know. I think uh, they're a bit like ostriches with their heads in the sand, the sand gropers. It's a bit of a shame because uh, they can be convinced anything's good, you know, like uh, knocking off half their oceanside suburbs for Bonds Cup. And uh, it's a bit of a pity, you know, because they're going to destroy the club base system over there. There's no question of that. And to quote Robert Wyatt, they say the working class is dead. We're all consumers now. And... Uh, Toby, what about all these South African immigrants who are queuing up to come into uh, Perth to escape from Armageddon in Anzania? Are, are they going to get into football and create a totally separate white and black league over there? <laughs> we almost have that now. We have half our league of Aboriginals, but uh, I don't know. I think they might come through the bottom door like they did before and come into Melbourne. And the, pos the possibility of the effect on uh, WA composite side, on the, on the junior comps in WA and on the WAFL itself and the, and the local competition, how do you see that panning out? I think it's, it's going to have a disastrous effect because at this stage nobody knows really who's going to be in the team or how many we're allowed to have. I think the standard of football in WA is bad enough now. We, ha we only have probably six real good players on each side and then the tail drops off very quickly and I think when we take the six best out for the national competition it's going to be chaos. There has been some fear over here that a, a WA composite side would be too strong for the clubs here and perhaps for the club in Sydney. Have you heard any whispers about players who might go back and play on that WA side and how strong do you think it'll be? <coughs> well, Glenn, Ross Glendening has been appointed uh, captain as, at this stage. They think Ross is the captain of the team. Well, I don't think it'll be too strong with Ross because he's at the end of his career. They're talking about Kenny Hunter and these players going back, but we also are having a drain now that Peter Wilson's and that are still coming to Richmond and that, so I think... Um, probably we won't be taking, I think only one from each club are allowed to go back. Uh, so I don't think it'll have much effect as far as the Victorian teams, but we would like, still like to see club football at its highest level. And the composite side, I don't know how it'll work because we've always summed it up that if you have, say for example, Western Australian composite side playing the Sydney Swans at the MCG, you'd probably get seven Melbourne people go along to watch I mean, it. Five, Toby, five. five. <laughs> Sounds like a lot of waffle to me.
But it weren't you from South, South Australia. South Australia, not in it. I don't, they haven't West been Australian Football League. No, South Australia are going to secede. Uh, Toby, one of the things I think we think here is that Victoria is the only state that has football and sort of lives football. There's been a great deal of popular groundswell for teams like Fitzroy to stay here in Melbourne. What's the situation in Western Australia? Do people feel that strongly about the teams staying in Western Australia? It's the wise men from the East syndrome, listeners. <laughs> yes, they do. They, we don't want Fitzroy in, Mel in Perth because we feel why should we be bailing the Victorian clubs out of their financial disasters. Uh, we would rather have our own two clubs. The general consensus in Perth is we'd rather have the two top clubs go into the national competition so we still maintain that club basis and not the composite side. Toby, when uh, Gary Wickham came back from Perth, he told us about this strange ritual you have over there, and that's going to the football with picnic baskets and sitting on the grass <laughs> and uh, drinking wine Thermoses. and eating cheese. Um, how are you going to do that in the National League? I mean, you can't sit on the grass at the MCG. It'll be a bit of a culture shock if you follow your team over here, won't it? No, I don't think too many of us can afford to come over here. We, um, we're all How did broke. you get over here, by the way, Toby? <laughs> Free ride. <laughs> yes, and uh, I mean, well, one of the things that's going to affect any WA side, of course, is travelling and distance. I mean, we're, going to we're talking about Brisbane, we're talking about Sydney, Melbourne and Perth. Do you think that puts a WA side at a disadvantage if they have to do that much travelling or they're going to have some sort of Eastern States tour like the cricket? No, we're, we're used to travelling over there. It's 100 miles between post offices, so we're, we're pretty used to it. And I think that with the jets around today, they'd probably come over and play, play a three-week tour and then go back and play a three home games or, or something but to that effect. They're going to give them workers' compensation like at Road, Villa, Road, at Road Valley, aren't they? <laughs> we'll fly over the top and bypass South Australia each time. Toby, the important question, are you staying at the Hilton with Olivia? <laughs> <laughs> How I'd love to. <laughs> <laughs> well, it could, could be worse. You could be staying with the whale. Um, and the last question, a prediction, Toby. Where, if the WA composite side comes in next year, where do you think out of a 14-team competition that WA will finish on the ladder? I think the first year we'd probably finish in the top six. Um, I doubt if we'd win it because there's, there's no loyalties in it. There's too many play, players from each club and who wouldn't be training together, obviously. They'd be still training with their own clubs. I think we'd be battling the first year, but after that we'd probably start to measure up. OK, well, Toby, I'll forgive you for wearing the wrong colour jumper at least for a minute. The Think Tank will be back this afternoon for some special comments from the tunnel at the MCG. All right, and thanks for coming in, the Grand Toby. Big cheer for Toby, everybody. You're listening to the Could Have Been Champions Grand Final Breakfast, live from the rooftop of 3 R FM. Brought to you by Telecom Australia. Happy to help. Task force and make some big decisions. Conduct investigations about behind the play collisions. I want to be a league commissioner and do some relocations. I want to be like Uncle Jack and arrange amalgamations. Cause they got a hungry heart, they got power to burn. They got angry minds, they got a lot to learn. I want to chair committee meetings about admission prices. Get involved in long debates about player payment prizes. I want to be on a VFL task force, decide the game's direction. Take a tough position on Team selection, cause they got a hungry heart. 
They got power to burn. They got angry minds. They got a lot to learn. A task force about private ownership. Another one about violence. A task force about relocation to the Channel Islands. A task force about going to Brisbane. Another one about staying behind. A task force about the possibility of South Melbourne changing their mind. They got a hungry heart. They got power to burn. They got angry minds. They got a lot to learn. It's 29 to 11 on 3 R FM. This is the live to air broadcast on top of the roof of 3 R, going from all points north as far as Castlemaine, west as Warrnambool, east as Bairnsdale, and south as about Lara or Geelong. Good to see you, Phil Cleary. It's VFA Corner time. Georgie Stone, good to see you too, mate. Good morning, Tony. And uh, we might as well get it off our chest. We've got some Williamstown supporters in the crowd. Come on, boys, a bit. What Phil? a couple of drugs. Have a look at it, mate. <laughs> Hey, what about you, Phil? Be right too. You've got the uh, got the Williamstown colours on today. Yeah, you have well, too, Phil. You've got yeah. the, the blue and the gold on there. Well, I'm generally a pretty good bloke, actually. Oh, oh. we went through this last week and we decided you're <laughs> didn't not. Didn't help us win the Premiership, did it? No, it did not. And uh, But we were robbed and all you people agree, don't you? Good. Where were you robbed? Well, the superstar got sent off in the third oh, quarter for a quarter of an hour. On. Which which Williamstown player was that? <laughs> Young Ronnie. Ah, right. He's not a bad Where player. Where did you either. get that stupid-looking jumper with all the holes in it? Yeah, well, it's an old Williamstown jumper that the blokes wear. But at least they've come in and they're prepared to show their face uh, to you, Phil. Did you go into the Williamstown rooms after the game? Yes, I popped in and uh, said... Oh, that's just not true. You <laughs> did not. I, I know the answer to that one. <laughs> I popped in and gave Terry a little touch-up on that area that he's so fond of. Oh, right. When he likes touching up other people's areas. So I gave him a little touch-up uh, myself. The Williamstown boys are giving you plenty during the week, though, haven't they? Eh? They've showed the cup up in the air and told what? Phil this is where it's going to stay and all this sort of that stuff. great big fat six-foot-five monster. Did you see him on the news on Monday night? No, did you all see him on the news? Kim, holding Kim, that Kim cup Kershaw. Up, Kim Kershaw yeah. saying, where's that cup, Cleary? Well, where was the where cup? Where is it? Well, you know, why is it? Why is well, it? Yeah, why is it at Williamstown and not a coach? Well, because Williamstown had a good coach and we had a shit coach. Didn't Aye. We? Aye. Would you believe I get a phone call on uh, Sunday? Was it Monday night, eleven thirty at night? And I'm blind, obviously, after a oh, bad that's, that's couple the same of days. Every so night, same as Sunday. Yeah, what was I doing? And I hear this: Is Philip Cleary there? Yes, speaking. Where's the effing cup, Cleary? <laughs> Three times, mind you, it was the, and then I was told it was the Premier's wives the wanting Premier. to invite me to a so social team. The Premier's wife? John, John Kane's wife? Nancy Kane up at that the, time of the night. Don't be so damn Ring silly, you know what I mean? It was the Premiership wives, the Premiership team's wives. Uh, no, you didn't know what you mean. <laughs> it wasn't three blokes, it was just the echo coming out of the cup. It sounded like a kitchen, kitchen party. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, good. So, how did uh, Coburg drown their sorrows, Phil? Because I know it's sunshine did. It was. Gee, a... the beer must have been sour up at Coburg. Wasn't much fun, actually. Yeah. Can we talk about something else? No, I'll tell you. No, no. Why would we want to? Well, I'll, I'll say one thing. Uh, the Sunshine Boys really did themselves proud. They went back to the rooms 
all put their arms around each other and started throwing beer on each other. Then people started tapping each other behind the ear and grabbing yeah. each other by the shirt. And no doubt it would have been an all-in blue, but they know how to enjoy themselves up oh, there. And didn't they show it on the football field too? Seven blokes, report, seven blokes reported a total of ten reports, and only one of them got off. I thought a lot of them were frivolous, but um, <laughs> what do you mean? What do you I mean? One of them got off. Yeah, he got off it for allegedly not hitting the runner. I think that's the correct uh, way to t <laughs> turn it around. You got off Phil too, I see. Yeah. Yes, uh, no Poetic uh, justice. Well, he charged me with kneeing to the genitals of an opposition player, which, of course, as you all know, I would never, ever do. Oh, oh. <laughs> and? Yeah. and? And I said, told him I wasn't very happy about it. What, well, what was your, uh, you know... Story. What's your? What happened? Did you? Did you? Know, you know, no, I, I did nothing. Was, I did what, nothing. Nothing at I all. I was innocent. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. I just said, "Listen, you, just you stood bastard, there. piss oh, off." But yeah. other than that, nothing. And the umpire came. Well, in I there. grabbed him by the jumper and hugged him a little bit, and you know, I was almost going to kiss him, but I, that was it. No, I know that you can't do that, Phil. There's a bit of a scare about that sort of thing going on yeah, at the moment. Yeah. You kissing someone. <laughs> but the thing about it is, I thought it was a great. Uh, Great day for the VFA, almost 21,000 yeah. there, uh, just down on last year. Both games were um, were different to say the least. Uh, the Sunshine game was more like your World Championship wrestling, you know, 20-man, <laughs> last man over the rope type match. But uh, the Williamstown-Coburg game had some good skills and, of course, uh, much as also I hate it, I've got to say congratulations, Williamstown. You've never picked them all year. You've got to eat humble pie, at least. You've no, never. No, no? absolutely no. I just said congratulations. I believe it. That oh, I feel they're oh, yes, you. Geez, they're you're a, not bad either, Stoney. I'm jumping Stoney. straight on. He, he I'm jumping straight you just on. You could not no help barracking for Williamstown yeah, last of Sunday. Of course I was barracking for Williamstown. And whenever you made a mistake, Phil, I can tell you, he was really happy. Yeah. And I, that'd be right. And I want to send a big cheerio to the Willie boys because they're a bloody nice lot of guys. Oh. And I, I think, oh, well, I think they almost oh. deserved it. You're kidding. Yeah. Now, uh, to Tony Hanabry and the Williamstown folks, well done. Would it have been a good chat to Tony Hanabry and Billy Brown oh. having a chat to each other? Just, uh, <laughs> They'd have just finished, I'd reckon. <laughs> one of them would have finished one sentence. But um, it was a great uh, grand final. And, of course, uh, well done, Williamstown. And, of course, well done, Box Hill, who go back into first division at Campbellwell's expense. And second division won't be too uh, disappointing next year. You've got Sunshine coming back for a turn match. And Sammy Kekovic. Yeah, the big Sam. Slam and Sam's going to take on Campbell. Yeah. I'd and like beat them, I'd say, I, I, too. I'd in like a swimming to pool, eh? The ground's going to become a swimming pool next year. Won't I'd that like be something? To, yeah, I'd like to know who's paying him out there because he wouldn't come cheap, Sam. Oh, no, I think it'd be a good idea. Now, of course, also, too, in the time-honoured tradition, it's time for the Seriously. VFA uh, 3 triple R Personality of the Year. Oh, now, in 1982, it was Phil Cleary. <laughs> and he's oh, what a great winner he was, lobby. too. What a great winner. Well, and has he got it in 86? That's what you're all wondering, been... aren't you? Now, hey. let's, let's, let's see how the boys in the audience rate the winners. 82, Phil Cleary. Well, not a, not 83, Harold Martin. Yeah, there's a lot of scared people here. <laughs> 84, Frank Vagona. A lot of laughing people now. Yeah. <laughs> you, there's a few out there that like little Frankie yeah. too, I reckon. We're in Fitzroy now, aren't we? 85, we thought we'd spite Williamstown and name Mark Fotheringham after they'd been beaten in the grand final. But, of course, 86 comes a new year. And, uh, Thank you, hasn't it, for the Phil, way, George and I have worked out who it is, so you've got to try and guess yeah. which way we've gone. Yeah. Is it, is it me? No, it's not it's you, not Phil. Me. Definitely not oh. you. And this, of course, is the twenty-five or the chance for $25,000. Well, Probably I'll the just richest, have a stab uh, and see if I get it right. I reckon Howard Lee. 
Howard Lee, George, your vote? I've understated yet, Tony. Well, it is the three triple R. And let's have a big w welcome. The doyen of VFA riders. There's only three, and two of them are cadet journalists who won't be riding VFA next year. And the other one who has been for 15 years, the VFA 1986 triple R personality Personal is year. Howard Lee from the Go Inside on, Football. What an underwhelming response. Step, Where is step Howard? forward, Howard, please. Howard. Howard, uh, your Howard tape recorder's here, Howard. But where, where, how, and Howard, Howard has been a great asset to the VFA. He's at the North Melbourne lunch at the moment, which really shows his, <laughs> which really shows his colours. Okay, Phil, well, it's time to wrap up the VFA season for 1986. And I'm quite sure there's a lot of people, not only here, the three or 400 we've got here, but the... But the little people out there that are really interested in what you're doing next year. Well, Phil, is I, your job safe? I trotted off to the show on uh, <laughs> Wednesday with me kiddies and, by Christ, I couldn't move. You know, I was I was mobbed by little children and mums and, you know, dads. You know a few of them. Yeah, <laughs> asking me what I was doing in 87. I thought you must And I just money. said, you'll have to wait till 87. I mean, it's a momentous decision to make for a person of my character, etc., etc. But it, I have it, to put it off for a little while is yet. Is the job yours if you want it? <laughs> of course. Not. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a loser. The, if they advertise it, Stoney, of I'll put in. Oh, you'll be put in. Be right to, you'll be straight hey, in, wouldn't you? I've got good references too. I'll have Phil as assistant coach. Now, um, how many games have you played, uh, Phil? 194 magnificent appearances. You're in okay, right, I feel. You still got two to go to get in front of Georgie. Me, 196 for you. If he plays again, I'll definitely come back. <laughs> okay. And uh, any chance of you getting your two next or the oh, four yeah, next I'll, year? I'll get them. Who just, for? On skill alone, I see Phil. I'm going you to probably get chance, it. Yeah? You pick him up at Mordi Alec or Berwick oh, next he's year. He's a second George. divvy player, though. He's played most of in second no, division. No, I haven't. That's not right. That's not what's right. the How many in wrong. second division? Only 50 in second division. Oh, 50. Only How many 50. do you play in second division? Is that a laugh, people, or what? Only 50. Hey, how, many, uh, how many do you play in second division? Not a one. Oh, rubbish. That's just uh, not true. Uh, uh, That's not 12 true. years straight, first division. Absolute rubbish. Yeah, 75. Well, well, they were Straight into first. That was hey, before Stoney, that. you could get back to Camwell. There's a couple of boys from Camwell, the two supporters that followed them all year, are there. <laughs> anyway, that wraps up the VFA corners and, of course,